and everyone out there. Welcome to another edition of Talking Tigs. I'm your host, Scott Gerard. Joined as always by the co-host Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zellinger. Got some LSU news and some actually college football games that we can talk about. Uh, I actually finally watched some. I'm pretty sure my uh, my colleagues here did as well. Uh, we'll talk about that. Um, but uh, before I did, I wanted to actually check in with uh, the colleagues. It was uh, you know, kind of like uh, your average week. Uh, I had some thoughts on the games. I'm, I was going to ask you if you guys saw some, but, you know, as we always do, I just wanted to see how you guys are doing. Um, so, uh, yeah, what's what's the skinny? Uh, so, yeah, it was a pretty good weekend. It was nice. We had the, the back-to-back college and NFL football. Spent most of the day, both days, doing exactly that, watching the games. Um, there wasn't too many premier matchups on Saturday, but it was nice to see some of the, the better teams get into the mix and there were some big upsets as well. Um, Louisiana, the state of Louisiana had one. And then, yeah, don't, don't say Louisiana had one. We don't do that here. <laughs> Louisiana Lafayette to be specific. We'll get into that. But, uh, and then on Sunday we had the, the new Orleans saints taken down, uh, Tom Brady. It was weird to see him in the Buccaneers uniform, but that was a pretty good game and glad to see the saints come out on top. But uh, other than that, not too much going on. Seeing we have another storm coming in approximately tomorrow uh but i think we'll we'll be okay there yeah i hope so but i mean you know other than uh other than that i'm i'm getting pretty excited about this week i'm excited about what we just what we just got to watch you know football's back like daniel said saints took out a big big win against uh tampa bay and two lsu you know studs on on uh that buccaneers team leonard fournette and Devin white um other than that, I'm excited. You know, we're one week closer to SEC uh, starting and college game day is kind of back, although Corso's whatever, he's like at his house. So that's kind of weird. But yeah. Um, yeah, so how are you, Scott? Man, I'm doing well. Uh, it, it felt good because I, I said last week I was going to watch some football and I actually did. And it, it was good. You know, you start the, the, the day off kind of like you normally do watching some 12 o'clock games. For me, it was, you know, a game I didn't really – but uh, I actually was interested because it was, uh, like you said, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, and they were playing Iowa State. And I have – well, most of my family went to Louisiana Lafayette back in the day when it was actually USL. Not everyone probably knows that name, but that's what it used to be called. But I have cousins that went there, and then also had a cousin went to Iowa State on my mom's side of the family. So I was, uh, you know, I was interested in that, the, uh, the family rivalry and – yeah, lo and behold, how about those uh, those raging Cajuns, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was good to see some some uh, some you know big conferences back. Although I'm thinking the Big Twelve probably wished they wouldn't have you know done this whole uh, <laughs> hopping back in the in the football game because you had Louisiana Lafayette take down Iowa State, and then you had Arkansas State take down Kansas state. So it was, it was crazy, but I, I loved watching that, uh, raging Cajuns. Yeah. There's some good, some good highlights, you know, and then uh, also Texas tech, like almost lost to, uh, Houston Baptist. Houston Baptist. I couldn't even, I didn't even know the name of that school. Yeah, they're not even FBS. I think it might be for real. Yeah. I didn't I even know, know it was, it was embarrassing. Uh, so I also watched some of the, the Notre Dame game. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't really impressed. I mean, it was, you know, it was rainy. It was whatever it was. It was, it was weird though. I was watching the uh, the Cajuns game. You could hear the crowd, but when they're like kicking field goals or extra points, you didn't see anybody. Yeah. So I thought it was piped in. But when you when they saw like the wide shot, you could see the band spaced out. 
I thought, oh, that kind of looked cool. It was cool they had the band there, some people cheering it anyway. I thought um, it looked so weird, though, that he's, he's like, you know, one tuba player just, like, standing, standing yeah. there. <laughs> but obviously they were not, uh, you know, adhering to their uniforms as they usually do. They're all casual. But I could see what individual people were doing. It was cool to see all the band members do their own individual thing because they were spaced out so much. But at Notre Dame, there was plenty of people in the in the stadium, but it was just it just seemed like a dull game. Notre Dame won, but it was just I, I don't know. I wasn't impressed. If that's you know, um, it's I know kind of the story of my life for Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're struggling right. with the, struggling with the Dukies. Uh, most yeah, like you said, a lot of the the top teams had kind of rough days. The only people that really took care of business were Clemson uh, against Wake Forest, and then Oklahoma and Texas. They both played some some minor opposition. And then North Carolina looked pretty good, actually, against Syracuse as well. They started off a little bit slow, but ended up looking pretty good. And it uh, looked pretty good in my bank account afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that <laughs> one. Uh, but, yeah, and then I was watching the, the late game. My home, home team, the Tulane Green Wave, take on South Alabama. Uh, that was actually the first game ever at South Alabama's new stadium. Tulane was down, I think, 23-6 to six in the fourth what? quarter and came back to win 27-24. Yeah. Yeah, they scored like three touchdowns in a row and beat them. So that was a tragic end to uh, the Jaguars' home debut. <laughs> Let me tell you something, though. Do not sleep on South Alabama. Going into going into the game against uh, Southern Miss, they were, what, like a six-point dog? And something like that. And then going into this game, they were a ten-and-a-half-point underdog. Both times covered – well, they outright won against Southern Miss and then, you know – easily covered against Tulane and pretty much won the game for what three quarters. So I am, I'm looking at the Jags. I'm looking at South Alabama and next week. Uh, I'm not sure who they have yet, but that'll be one I'll be circling. Do they still have Justin McMillan Tulane? No, no, not so. anymore. I think oh, he's, he had like two years at LSU then two at, at Tulane. And so I think he's, he's oh, he already exhausted. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that sounds like a really, Sounds like a good win to get, you know, come from behind, even if you're supposed to win it. As long as you come back from that much and win, it's uh, that's good. Uh, so that might be, and this is this one's for you, Daniel, because um, I saw this little bit of news. Uh, maybe it's based on this game. I don't know. But Tulane just signed Willie Fritz all the way through 2026. Oh, wow. I hadn't even heard that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say Tulane football has been a resounding success under him. When I, when I was at Tulane – they had another coach. I can't even remember his name now, but we had one good year. My freshman year, we played in the New Orleans Bowl and I believe lost. And then it was three straight losing years after that. And I think they hired Willie Fritz after I graduated. And he's kind of done okay since then. Last year, they were good at the beginning. I think they started six and two and then kind yeah. of faded down the stretch. But uh, no, they did. I guess if they, they want to pay the man, then that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're good with him for, for the next few years. So. Good, good to see that happening. Um, yeah. So, and then, like you said, Clemson. I mean, they were the only team that I saw. I, I saw some of that game, but it, you know, it was it just like a regular. You know, two years ago, Clemson versus Wake Forest. Nothing too spectacular. Clemson looks like you know what you would think they would look like. They look like probably the only strong team I saw Saturday. And I know Oklahoma and Texas did really well, but I mean, look who they were playing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just. Uh, it doesn't doesn't move the needle for me. So um, I don't know. I had a, a 
I'm, I'm going to tell myself that the, you know, football is back, but the SEC just has a bye for the next three weeks. Uh, Cause that's, that's kind of what it seemed like to me. You know, it's usually, you know, you get these SEC games in the afternoon and the evening and that's, that's what makes these 12 o'clock games. So, you know, interesting, but you just don't care, but no SEC for another few weeks, gentlemen, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird watching everybody else play, but uh, you know, it's like half the country's not playing. So uh, it was at least good to see that. I don't it's know. Almost any, like, any, it's all, for, to me, it felt like uh, kind of like preseason NFL games. You watch yeah. them cause they're on and it's the signal that like, Hey, we're about to get there, but they don't really matter. And you don't really care what happens. So I feel like it's good to ease our way in next week. We have another warm up. you know, like you could, you could kind of ease your way into uh, whatever your, whatever your game day rituals are. If you pour a nice stiff drink at, you know, 9am to watch Corso. I mean, look, maybe you can't do that, you know, this early on. So you just got to ease your way in. Yeah. And that way you'll be in playing shape for uh, September 26th. Correct. Speak. I, I didn't want to touch on that though, because I saw something, and um, it was something I, you know, it's kind of I wasn't sure how they were going to handle it. But you know, LSU did announce what they're going to do with the the seating allotments. But you know, there's just there's going to be no tailgating mm-hmm. uh, before the games, right? That that's they've said, yeah, no tailgating, and you're not allowed on campus around if you don't have or not around the stadium if you don't have a ticket, I believe. So I don't really know how they're going to enforce that. But uh, yeah. So the people that are going to the game, I I know they don't want like mass tailgating, but like the people going before the game can't open their hatchbacks and just sit on their bumper and have a like they're not going to. I think they actually did say you could do that. I think they said you can you you can like stand by your car with a group of people who you came with. I saw that in like an (laughs) article about it. I don't know. It's so weird. I mean, we've talked about it. The, The regulations don't make sense. We went into, quote, phase three last year, I mean, last week, but it actually in some ways is more restrictive than the, quote, phase two is or was. So, I mean, I don't think it any, I don't think any of it makes sense. I think that what we'll really, I think we'll really know how tailgating and how all that works day one when people start getting either arrested or no one cares. Like, I think there's only two extremes, either tickets and arrests will be made and there'll be some tigers in the brig or you know, they're going to say, Hey, don't do that. <laughs> and then they're going to come over and say, but can I have some of your gumbo? Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, I think just having good gumbo, that'll probably get you out of anything. Right? It, it better. I mean, <laughs> if, if that doesn't, then what will. Right. Uh, but I mean, there, there was a little bit of uh, you know, some team news because uh, I just kind of came about in the last, well, I guess the last day. Uh, that a, so a couple Tigers that formally opted out might be opting back in. Um, I think a conference probably looking to do the same thing. We'll get to that in a minute also. But, uh, yeah, so Neil Farrell is looking to opt back in. And so is, I guess, supposedly Tyler Shelvin, but it seems like it's more concrete that Neil Farrell is going to uh, opt back in. He's already rejoined the team. He's been seen with them, uh, you know, uh, with doing, doing team things. So I, I know it sounds like he's back on board. Uh, I guess that's the beauty of, you know, the COVID it's like, you can opt out. It's not like declaring for the NFL draft. You can always come back. So uh, that'd be great to have him back. 
For sure, especially, and then the rumors are kind of going a little bit further, not confirmed yet that Tyler Shelvin, the other star defensive lineman, is thinking about returning. And so definitely would welcome those two big old guys back uh, to, to fill the gaps. I didn't even realize that Neil Farrell was our leading tackler on the defensive line last year, like out of everybody. So I would help, obviously, to have him and Tyler Shelvin uh, Neil Farrell tweeted today, ready to get to work, hashtag point to prove, hashtag unfinished business. Oh, with a little tiger emoji, that's important. Yeah, so hopefully uh, – And we got to give credit to to Blake Rufino for breaking this story. I saw it late uh, late last night, I think, is when he, when he dropped it. So shout out to Are You Serious Sports and Blake Rufino because, uh, you know, there are some uh, – there are some other sites that might take credit for it, but Blake – I saw, I saw you had it first. Noted. Duly noted. Congrats, Blake, on the breaking. I don't know what better news you could ask for, you know, in the leaks, kind of, weeks kind of leading up to this because everything else seems kind of just set. Like, I, I don't think that anyone else would opt out at this point, right? Like, it's, it's kind of the wheels are set in motion. Like, they'd have to really have something else go wrong for someone to else opt out, I would think. I mean, I mean, you, you can't you, put it past you, anybody at this point, but I'm almost thinking I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to look towards the, the more opt-ins. Can we get number seven to opt back in? That's the real right. question on my mind. Well, it depends if the reason he opted out in the first place changed. Like if he's looking at all these other teams going, well, I guess it is safe and these guys are doing fine. If that's why he opted out, maybe he could reconsider. If it's something else completely yeah, who knows? And then I'd seen some other people talking online that there's been some reports of NFL scouts saying that they prefer players who are playing this year than those who opt out. No, I saw the same thing. I saw a um, so uh, that may have something to do with it as well. I, I could be completely. Made did you up, see that? Did you see that thing? It was like a leaked NFL like scouting report where it like asked the coach about like how they played mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was like a thing too. It's like you know, did he show up to practice? Did he show up to team meetings and stuff like that? So, yeah, I, th- I mean, you know, what What can we say? We talked about this on the podcast when, when Jamar Chase did opt out. You know, I think we all said that we understand why because it kind of does, you know, in some ways it makes sense. But I think that there will be people, there will be scouts who will say, you know what, this guy wasn't, he wasn't fully committed. He had another year. He had, he had unfinished business like what Neil Farrell said in his tweet. And he, uh, he kind of, he quit. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe, maybe the tides have turned for opting out, and and everyone will be opting in. Hopefully, I mean, I remember us saying we thought that you know this would be the one year guys might get a buy if they did want to sit out their last year of eligibility. You know, with, with the NFL thinking, you know, it's it's a very good excuse. But uh, from what you guys just told me and what the the reports say, it doesn't sound like it. it sounds like it's going to be counted against them. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Tigers had a scrimmage uh, this past week on, on Friday. Uh, they talked about it. sounded good. Uh, you know, they never really give stats to those things. They just kind of said, you know, basically what someone did. The offense did. did. Miles Brennan looked good. He had some touchdown passes. Uh, the running backs did this or that. But uh, I don't know. I don't really take too much from those, you know, until I yeah, can it's, see. It's, it's hard to – to take a whole lot of big information with that, especially because the coach is always going to be like, oh, they played well, or like the defense looked tough. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, we got to work better on tackling or something like that. But right. usually it's nothing like too concrete, like, oh, this guy had 4.3 yards per carry. Uh, 
Yeah, but you know, if all of a sudden uh, Chris Curry is you know is running for five touchdowns in a game, you that that's something you would take notice to. But that's that's not really what I had to. I'm I'm pretty much expecting everything to all the news to be about Eric Gilbert. I mean, kind of so far, they you know he hasn't disappointed. You want to talk a little bit about the uh, how the Tigers played in the NFL? Some of our rookies. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, the the Tigers had their little scrimmage, but you know the. Uh, the the boys that became men had some some good days in the NFL. A lot of good uh, initial games. Joe Burrow had his first game. He had his first touchdown. Actually, uh, he had a long touchdown run, and he, you know, he, he was pretty excited about it. He slammed the ball with authority. Uh, Clydro, Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, he actually had a really good game with the Chiefs. He actually led the NFL for this week in in rushing yards. He had 136 and a touchdown. Got his first touchdown. Uh, so, did you guys watch either of them play? I watched Clyde play. I did not catch Burrow because Burrow was on during the Saints game, right? Yeah, he played the same time as Saints, but yeah, Clyde was prime time Thursday, Chiefs against the Texans. And so he got fed and he uh, he ate it up. He took care of the ball, had some great runs at the second level. Unfortunately for Daniel. Yeah, I was playing against him in fantasy, so it was a bit cringy every time he'd get the ball. But it's it's okay. I like to see him have that success. And then the the Chiefs were their usual selves. But like Tommy said, we missed missed the Bengals because they were at the same time as the Saints. But uh, sad that Joe didn't get any passing touchdowns, but he had a nice little little run. And then I guess we could talk about how he was just after. Well, if, if you didn't watch the the Bengals game they drove down the field and were kicking a tying field goal as the time expired and the kicker hit it short off the upright. And then, so they didn't uh, get to go to overtime. So Joe was like, what just happened? Uh, which is well, like, welcome to the NFL. Welcome to Cincinnati. That's, that's <laughs> the first time, first time he's lost since Texas A&M 2018. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And, but um, yeah, I mean, it was like, you look at the stat line, it wasn't, you know, remarkable, but I mean, I think he did, uh, he did, Pretty good. I mean, he had that touchdown run, like we said, but uh, I really thought Clyde, I mean, he, he didn't look anything different than like his last game, you know, when he was playing with LSU in the title game. He looked exactly the same. You know, that's the only he, thing that I noticed about Clyde, and I think this just shows the difference between NFL and, and college, is like, so there were there were numerous times where, uh, where, you know, he broke to the second level and it was him on a linebacker or on some DBs. And in in college, Clyde would basically take them for a ride. They'd get their hands on him. He'd churn and, and you know go for another five or, or six yards. In, in in NFL, those linebackers, those safeties, they put their hands on Clyde. and He was on the ground. But I mean, I think that's just that's just the nature of it. Like you know, there, there's a reason why going like one and done or going straight from high school to the NBA works, but it doesn't work for the NFL. The the sheer you know, amount of growth and like how big these, these NFL players are, even compared to SEC, like, you know, top tier college talent, it's, it's just another level. So that was the one thing I noticed about Clyde. Other than that, you're right. He looked, he looked like his old self, like he was back to normal or not even back to normal, back to what, you know, what he did at LSU. But, um, you know, I think that for, they, they make no, uh, uh, they have no problem talking about his size <laughs> and um, you know, it kind of, it kind of showed cause when six, five, you know, uh, 
D end or, you know, huge linebacker grabs, lays a hand on you, you know, it's a little bit different. Oh, definitely. But he did truck somebody. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he just looked great. No, I was just trying to see, because the, the other big game, because I know you guys watched it because you told me, uh, the, the Saints against the Bucks. Uh, you know, obviously Brady and Breeze, that matchup was good. Seeing Tom Brady playing his new his new role, you know, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he had Rob Gronkowski with him. Brady had a, you know, it was a decent showing, I guess. I mean, it's if it was any other quarterback, you would think, you know, that's not bad. But it was, you know, it's just kind of ho hum. Plus, they didn't get the win either. But uh, did throw two picks though. Exactly. Well, yeah, and one was well, one was a pick six, mm-hmm. which kind of I think, not not quite the nail on the coffin, but it was close. Uh, but you know, Brady Brady would have those games every once in a while with the Patriots. It just depends. A lot of people think you know he's he's going to do well with the Bucks offense, and their defense is is actually okay. Can even though the Saints kind of, you know, they, I mean the Saints won by more than a touchdown, but. Uh, Buck's defense was good. Devin White looked good. Devin White did look good. I kind of, I kind of felt like Drew, that Drew Brees did not look good. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't that like just. Super he wasn't slow. operating. You know, like right. he wasn't surgical. So, no. no. And, and that's kind of what we've come to expect. You know, maybe hopefully he's just kind of shaking the rust off, but we'll see. Yeah, uh, I was trying to see if because uh, I know that was also the. The, the first game for new Tampa Bay running back, Leonard Fournette. I mean, he got some he, – he didn't get much action. I think he had like five carries for five yards, though. But um, I was kind of hoping to see more. But, I mean, he did just join the team like two weeks ago. Uh, you know, and Ronald Jones was their, was their uh, lead running back. So, uh, hopefully as the season goes on, uh, ho- hopefully Leonard can be, uh, be more of an addition. But we'll see. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, and, and you know, uh, some other players to highlight, like uh, um, DJ Chark had a touchdown. Good for him. Have him on my fantasy team. Patrick Queen, I think he might have led the led the team for led the team in tackles for uh, the Ravens. I know he had a really good game. I'm not sure if that's if that's accurate, but um, you know, so he's he's kind of showing yeah. out. He had eight total tackles, including a sack. So he led the Ravens there. So already making a big difference. Yeah. So good for him, especially a few people were kind of doubting him after the draft. Like he kind of had one big year and now he's stepping up. But And they, I mean, the Ravens absolutely stomped uh, the Browns. So Poor, poor Browns. Yeah, poor Browns. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So do you think um, – yeah, I'm just looking at the line on Baker Mayfield. That just doesn't look that great. I mean, Jarvis Landry had a decent day. Uh, yeah, Patrick Queen, he also had a, a sack and a tackle for – well, probably the same. But, yeah, he had a sack too. Um, yeah, poor Browns. What are you going to do? Uh, destined for doom. So, yeah, pretty decent opening weekend. It was weird though. So what did you guys think about the uh, – you know, just the the fans? Because, you know, some games did. The Saints didn't. I'm guessing, you know, it's a The Saints day. didn't, but they had like the recording. And, and they did really well with that. Yeah, they did well with that as far as like changing the the, uh, the crowd for what the the situation. They like I don't I can't believe that like Goodell would allow this because like I just feel like he would have said like oh we like you can only have cheers but like the Saints fan the Saints you know 
virtual fans booed when like the refs like made calls and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could be like the, the sound operator. Like you have your board and you got the, the green like cheer button and the big red boo button and it's like score touchdown. You just boop. And then hey, everybody goes crazy. And then uh, I like interception or something or somebody's faking an injury. You hit the boo button. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of strange. Like it sounded pretty realistic. And then, no, like, and then you look in the stadium and it's like dead empty. <laughs> yeah. It was kind right. of weird, but um, you know, I th- yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I wonder if we'll see, you know, anything like that in college. I guess, I guess not, but because um, they're going to have fans, because most teams have fans. But yeah, oh, oh that reminds me, uh, Daniel. I think the deadline passed. Did you uh, did you opt out of your? Uh, did you opt out for the season with your tickets, or did you did you stay with them? So it was kind of weird. It turned out to be the deadline to opt out of all tickets like you could go from all of them to zero but if you wanted to keep some then you still have to wait so i've i didn't opt out of all of them so i think i'm gonna wait and see kind of what the news is and then hopefully in a few days make a final decision here they um the deadline for student ticket applications is also this thursday so i imagine they're trying to kind of wrap everything up by this saturday or so to kind of give like a week's notice did you see the caveat for student tickets did you read the whole thing I read it. They they showed that they're giving preference to students who have had yeah. a, a COVID test performed by LSU, which is kind of strange. Which I was like, since when are we all supposed to get COVID? And it was it was also COVID test before August twenty fifth. You see that? Like you had to have had one. Like I thought it was since then. Oh, it was a since. Oh, I thought it was like you had to have had one at the very beginning. No, I'm pretty sure it's since then. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that whole thing's weird. LSU has all these has these like. Uh, trailer looking things across campus where you can just like go in there and get your test. And I'm like, you're going to have to give you're, you're going to try and try and like predicate my tickets on your tests. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's almost seems like backwards. Like we're given the preference to all the, the sickly people, but I guess yeah, if they, like, like, they, they haven't told everybody go get a test. Right. And then I guess it, it seems like voluntarily, like I guess you can go get one if you want to, but like, I don't really want to, like, subject myself to that unless, like, I have to. Have, did you have one for work a while back? Yeah, I was tested. This was back in middle of June, kind of when it was first, like, starting to get big in Louisiana. And I got a test and was negative. And some of my coworkers were positive, and we had kind of some quarantine stuff there. But I haven't had been tested since then. I've been doing okay, thankfully. But haven't really had a, a need to go. Mm. Well, that's good, too. Um, well... Anyway, just to bring it right back around to football, uh, you know, since you're talking about going to games, have you guys already checked out some of the uh, the college football games for for next week? Uh, I don't know if there was any like you know marquee matchups just yet. I think there was only one ranked matchup, right? Like Miami and Louisville. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, probably do the college game day for Miami Louisville. Be, like you said, there's no. They will clash the Titans, Notre Dame, South Florida, maybe okay. UCF and Georgia Tech are playing. Georgia Tech oh. looked looked good. It looked real good um, this yeah. past week, right? Yeah, it took down Florida State. Yeah. Oh, that I was wrong. Uh, BYU is ranked twenty one, and they will be at Army, who is twenty two. So huh. there you go. Yeah, and the uh, the Cajuns climbed up. They're all they're number nineteen now, I think, uh, and they're playing at Georgia State, which is. Right down the road for me. Uh, I don't know if that's if it works out. I don't know if there's. I mean, the, online it says there's tickets, but I, I can't imagine 
Go support your Cajuns. They, they play yeah, exactly. they play at Turner Field though, so it's pretty big. Yeah, well, it's I, I haven't been inside since Georgia State bought it, so I don't know mm-hmm. how they restructured it. I know you know it's because it was it was initially a you know the Olympic Stadium. Mm-hmm. They reconfigured it for Turner Field for like the baseball outfield fence, but now I think they've kind of gone back to what the the Olympic Stadium was, so that the you know it, it kind of caters to the football field so they've built another i guess a stadium section where you know the outfield was where there was a huge gap in the old mm-hmm. turner field um but I, just, I haven't been inside to see it yet i mean they're still pretty decent you know but i don't, I don't think they kind of drew draw the numbers to <laughs> fill out the whole stadium but i mean it's, it's nice it's like uh you know less than a mile from their campus so it's it's perfect it's that's probably the best thing for them. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it would be cool to go see the uh, the Cajuns playing in Atlanta. Uh, that doesn't happen often. Um, but yeah, yeah not then, really. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, and then seven days after that, it'd be LSU. Yeah. So we only got to make it through one more week of uh, kind of the doldrums, and then we're firing on all cylinders, fingers crossed. Uh, so, yeah, 12 days away, looking good. Yeah, it is. And, uh, you know, knock on wood, we haven't really heard of anything, you know, all these other teams that have been playing, but also within the SEC that kind of make people just all of a sudden opt out as a conference. You know, I I think, I guess they've been handling everything well because uh, there's been no rash of outbreaks. And I think that is having a, uh, an impact on, you know, so like some of these officials at the big 10, because they're still talking about, I don't know if they've announced it. This is Monday. They were talking today about, possibly you know coming back for sure in october because i guess they're looking around and going look these these guys are doing it look at this austin p they're doing it they're you know <laughs> why are we not doing it why what what the are you really going to sit on the sidelines and watch the the big 12 and the sec just take a title out of the blue air but so they're talking about it i, I don't know in what capacity you know if all teams would be on board or just certain ones but i think they have to have it on by October 16th or whatever that day is so that they can finish the season in time because, and this is where I think it could get tricky. You know, if they want to make the, I guess, whatever guidelines for the playoff, if for whatever reason they don't, I, you know, I do not feel like the college football playoff should postpone their dates. If all of a sudden the big 10 decides to join pack 12, right? Because all these other teams have been doing it. And now they're looking at this after the fact saying, oh, well, I guess we could do it. Hey, wait, we, 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 we'll play. We'll play. Yeah. You know, and then like, sorry, uh, you can only, you only have time for like six games. So how does that affect it? You know, if they're going to, who they're going to invite. If, to I mean, if that, if that, if that's okay now, then why wouldn't it be okay next year? Like, right. why can't, why can't Ohio state play four games? They'll play Miami of Ohio, uh, Ohio <laughs> university, um ohio community college and uh you know and joe burroughs athens uh high school and uh, they'll go yeah, four and i think and, you know they'll they'll want to play michigan they'll want to beat michigan okay right? they can play michigan that's basically playing a community college anyway Ooh. and so they'll go five and oh and then they'll go into the uh they'll go into the playoff and everything will be great right that's that's fair not at all not at all seems good to me no, I think they, they have to finish 
as on time as everyone else would like whatever yeah they, the, the guide you know like they they it's not like they it's not like this was a uh, short notice like the people have been talking about this for months now you know the sec big 12 and and uh acc came together and made all these plans specifically you know with the playoff in mind and the big 10 opted out and so, like, either conform to what's the decision's been by by three other conferences who are already playing and and you know fighting for that for position in the playoff, either fall in line or get out of the way. Right. So, do you think that these teams have been? I don't know about practicing, but like, have they? Do you think like they would be even up to speed for it? Because let's just say they can get together this week, and by Friday, the Big Ten announces, "Hey, yeah, we got a schedule. Here it is." Like, do you think these teams are on pace to even start a game within a month? You know, I kind of feel like I don't know if any team is really that prepared. I mean, like you've seen it in the NFL, you see it in the college in college games. I mean, I've never seen so many fumbles. It's pretty sloppy out there. Yeah, it's a real sloppy game right now. I feel like Ohio State will be as as prepared as anybody else. Um, you know, well, maybe not as anybody else because I think you know the SEC especially will be the, probably the most prepared just because they've had the most time. They backed their season up. But, I mean, even, you know, the great – even the great Clemson and the great Notre Dame, they had chinks in their army. They didn't look that – they didn't look as good as they normally do. So, I would imagine that let's just say, you know, the, theoretically the Big Ten calls a meeting, they vote, okay, we're coming back. Um, you know, you give them two or three weeks of practice and then they start in October. October, you know – is October four? Was that a date? I, I, I that date like rings a bell in my mind. Um, I don't think so. That's a Sunday. That's a Sunday. It is a date. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's October third or something. But um, you know, around that, like maybe they start around then, give them like three weeks worth of a mini camp type deal, and then kind of see what happens. But of course, since they're not playing out of conference, like every it, they're, everyone's on the same playing field basically. Because if, if they start on the, I think the seventeenth, and I don't know, let's say they play a Thursday game. Let's say they they have some Thursday games. That's on a fifteenth. If they if it started that weekend though, you'd have to think they would have what ten. They would want to do ten games. That's what everyone else is one two. Yeah, it's finishing around December nineteenth. I don't know if you can even squeeze in a conference championship before Christmas there. I know. Well, well, nobody isn't the com- the conference. I thought there's something that where it's like. Somebody's playing. Oh no, never mind. It's the LHSA. Did you know that the state championship is being played on the 26th of December in Louisiana? The high school football. The high school football state championship is going to be played the day after Christmas. <laughs> Why? Because they pushed everything back. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's like a bowl game for them, I guess. I, I guess now, I think that would be miserable. I play. I we played a state championship, um, the day after Thanksgiving. And we had to practice on Thanksgiving Day, and it was like not fun. Like I was like, "This is kind of not fun." Like, right? Yeah, we're not supposed to be here right now. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like I, that's the only thing I, I I wouldn't think would be fair is if the playoff committee says, "Uh, well, you know, we we have some late additions. Let's we'll just move it. But we'll move we'll, it a week." Yeah, because normally they would have you know selection Sunday after the last conference championship. So. Uh, you know, in the normal world, I think that would be, if it was this year, it'd be December 6th. Uh, but, you know, everything's pushed back a little bit. So 
if they get it in, then I, I don't know. Do you guys, let's say Ohio State, well, enough teams to field a, a schedule, get their games in, and their day finishes, you know, in time for the for the football playoff. You don't have any problems with them joining at this point? I I would kind of – I mean, I would welcome them back. I think it's good for college football to have all those teams playing. Um, I wouldn't say that I would be happy for them to get a berth in the playoff if they didn't play a similar slate of games compared to everyone else. Like, if they played six or eight or whatever, then, like, I don't know if I would put a 6-0 and Ohio State over, a, like, a 9-1 and SEC team. I don't know if I'd put a 10-0 and Ohio State against a 9-1 and SEC team. Because I just don't think the competition is going to be there, even if they do all opt in. Well, that's just because you're a hater on Ohio well, State I, and everyone else. No, I'm not a hater on Ohio State. I just I think Ohio State's probably like the, one of the best teams in the country. But um, I I mean I think it's anyone who anyone who really watches watches the you know competition knows that it's just not the same. Um, but I think I think it's inevitable. Like if if the Big Ten plays and they get enough games in there will be a big 10 big 10 team in the playoff. I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Oh, and the Buckeyes just lost, you know, one of their starters, Sean Wade, he's opting out, going to prepare for the draft and all that stuff. So, I mean, they, 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 they could still be dealing with some more of that. Wait, he opted out of, of not playing, of just, of just. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he would have been a senior. He, he got his degree already. So he's like, I'm done. No, but like, what, what, what did he opt out recently yes today yeah and it, this has been okay, going then on that, then that kind of shows that they're they're probably going to do something this has been going on yeah like a f- players from a few different schools like Panay Sewell like Oregon stud left tackle like he opted out um and they're still saying like they're not going to play which is kind of is weird that they're opting out of a season that's not it's like why would you scheduled. why do you need to opt out of a um, season that is canceled but maybe they're like yeah it's already pretty much chalked at this point like if we're not getting it going now then i'd rather just focus on the nfl like i want to play but given the current condition even if we do play two months down the road like it's not even going to be worth it maybe they're maybe they're maybe they're maybe they mean they're opting out of the spring season that's like proposed there's no reason to opt out of a canceled season (laughs) i don't know maybe it's a symbolic thing i don't know Who, who knows who knows Whatever. Let's just get back to ball on Saturday. We got ACC games. We got uh, Conference USA games. We got eight AC games, and then we, then you know, two weeks from Sat or a week from Saturday, we get the SEC back. I'll, I'll start to feel like things are returning to normal. Yep. Um. Well, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else you guys wanted to discuss? Uh, I think that's about it. Excited to be back with you all tomorrow for the big uh, season preview podcast. Hopefully we'll have our, well, Tommy's like tomorrow. Did I say tomorrow? I meant next week. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be, I'll be podcasting. I'll be doing a solo season preview podcast tomorrow. (laughs) You can tune into, but yeah, I meant next week. So we'll, we'll see y'all then uh, to get you hyped up for the LSU Tiger football season. And then hopefully we can hype ourselves up in the process and, and see what we think and where things lie. But I think this is it for now. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we can hype up if, uh, if Jamar Chase decides to opt back in. Uh, don't really think I would set my you know my hopes up too high for that. But you never know. Um, 
I don't know if enough of these NFL guys come out and say, yeah, yeah, we we don't like guys that opt out just for COVID. Who knows? Maybe he'll come back, but I, I don't know. Like like I said, I'm not going to hold my hopes up too high. Tommy, did you have any uh, any final thoughts? Or no. Uh, you know, I just I just hope that I hope that Tyler Sheldon and uh, Neil Farrell come back as soon as possible, get back in, fall back into the fold, and uh, you know, be, and and. I think we really needed him for the transition to Bo Pelini's 4-3, and I'm eager to see what they can contribute. Amen to that. Yeah, get him back in the fold, back where they belong. Come home, gentlemen. Uh, and I think with all that, that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Tune in next week. Uh, we could have some more bombshells for you, or we could just have some more random thoughts as we watch another week of college football go by without any sec but we only have to do that for one more week so uh until then stay safe stay tuned and we will talk to you next time on talking ticks